Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. This is Apostle Calvin Brown of Christ Be Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. We have been commanded to preach the kingdom. Amen. Matthew 24, 14, this gospel message of the kingdom shall be preached to all nations for a witness in all the world to every nation for witness before the end can come. Amen. And so the end is close. Jesus is is coming soon. And so we have to preach this message of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Amen. If you tune into these messages, you, you know that is always our foundation. That's always our center. That's always our core. Amen. And so we want to do the same tonight, amen, to preach a message pertaining to the kingdom of God. In Colossians, the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 13, amen. Because you have to have understanding of situations according to the kingdom. You, You must understand the gospel according to the kingdom, amen or else we would find ourselves asleep and not alert. You would find yourself intoxicated by the spirit of the world, amen. And I'll show you that in scripture. In Colossians chapter one, verse 13, he, Jesus, has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the son of his love or of his dear son. And so Jesus is the son of the father God's love. And so we've been translated into that kingdom of love and that kingdom of light. That word translated means not just move from one place to another, but from one condition to another, from one form to another, amen. And so to understand the kingdom of God, you have to understand that it is completely different and opposite from the kingdom of darkness, which is the devil's kingdom. And so we've been delivered from the power of darkness, whether you knew it or not. Before you were saved, you was under the power of darkness. What is the, the main attribute of darkness, amen? Darkness conceals A thing hides a thing, amen, so it tries to hide the truth, amen. But if you receive the truth, the truth is the light. If you receive the light, amen, then the light of God pushes off all darkness, and now you begin to abide in the light. You begin to abide in the truth, amen. So to understand the kingdom, you have to understand That there is a kingdom of light, which is God's kingdom, which is against the kingdom of darkness. Amen. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter six. 
and verse 14. It says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness or unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? Amen. Many Christians, amen, know that word communion. Amen. It's the Greek word kononia. But it means fellowship. It means participation. What participation has light with darkness? Amen. The Bible says, have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. So, so light has nothing to do with darkness. That's, that's the, what the Lord is trying to convey, that light has nothing to do with darkness. Those in the light... We have nothing to do with darkness. We have nothing to do with the kingdom of darkness. We have nothing to do with the ways, the ways of, of darkness. Amen. But many Christians unwittingly participate with darkness. Amen. Because they participate in the wisdom which is of the world. Amen. If you participate in the wisdom which is of the world, then you are participating with darkness. And so what you try to get to Christians, and you'll see this throughout all the scripture, that whether it's Old Testament or whether it's New Testament, whether it is prophetic, whether it is apostolic, the messengers of God are telling people that because you are the people of God, you're peculiar, you are different, and that you have nothing to do with the ways that are of the world. Amen. And so unless you have some sort of understanding about how this thing came into being, that there are two types of wisdom to choose from, and that you're supposed to, when you were translated, amen, you were supposed to be converted Amen. By the light, into the light, only to participate with the light and the wisdom which is from the Lord. Amen. And so it's, it's just like what Jesus said to the rich young ruler. What he said about the rich young ruler. He says, how hard it is for those who have riches or trust in riches to enter into the kingdom. And so his disciples were astonished. They said, we left all. Jesus says, there's no one that has left all shall not receive the same in this life and eternal life to come. But he was saying, how hard, children, he was teaching them when he calls them children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter into the kingdom. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom. And he's talking about those that trust in riches. Now go back to what I said that in Colossians 1.13, Jesus has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his love, the son of his love, the kingdom of light. The love is very important. The Bible says love covers a multitude of transgressions. That the way that God loves us is the relationship that he gave to us. 
The way that God loves Jesus is the relationship that he gave to us. The way that God loves Jesus, the way that Jesus loves the Father is what we've been translated into. That we've been changed. Translated means that we are completely changed. But if you don't know it, if you don't know the ways of the kingdom, you'll go back and forth. Amen. That which you esteem as wisdom. I'll say that again. Whatever you esteem as wisdom will be the kingdom that you are participating in. The Bible says wisdom is justified of her children. You will be a child of one wisdom or another. You call to be a child of the wisdom of God and partake and participate of that tree, of that fruit, amen, as it were, amen. And so you, that's how you have to understand things according to the kingdom. You've been translated, completely changed. When you were born again, you were completely changed. Amen. In form. In other words, your old form would participate in the kingdom of darkness. Your new form will participate in the kingdom of light. Your old form esteemed the things that were of the flesh. Your new form esteems the things which are of the spirit. Amen. You've been completely changed. Your appetite has supposed to have changed unless you're going back and forth. Amen. And so that's why God has called me and my wife to teach and preach the kingdom so that you may be awakened unto the kingdom and so that you can move and operate in the kingdom. Also, when things happen that you can observe and that you can have wisdom, knowledge and understanding, what kingdom is at play here? When you when you see things happening in this earth realm, you're awakened to which kingdom is that at play? That is that is very important because the devil cannot do anything unless the church stands down, unless the church's light is covered. As long as the church is alert, as long as the church is awake, as long as the church is in their post, <laughs> the Bible talks about that lifting holy hands in the temple of God, standing by night, standing by night in the temple, amen, standing by night in the temple means that you are awakened, that you're engaged in prayer, you are engaged spiritually, amen, you're not asleep, you are not uh, slumber, full of slumber, you're not intoxicated, amen, and so we can explain what's going on in this earth if you know the message of the kingdom. Amen. And so that's what I will attempt to do. There's some things that are going on in this earth that if you knew the kingdoms, you would know exactly what kingdom, amen, is at play and how to participate in the kingdom of God. Amen. So we have a saying in America, probably in other nations too. We have a saying that it says, things are about to get real. Things are about to get real or it's about to get real. Amen. And, and what that saying means is that it speaks of the notion that things are about to get serious, that all games are over, over. Amen. That things are coming to a head, that things are about to culminate. And there, there is a high level of expectancy with it. 
Amen. In 1 Peter, 1 Peter 4, 7. 1 Peter 4, 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Amen. And so though we come up with a saying, it's, it's actually scriptural. Amen. Things are about to get real. Reality. Amen. It's fixing to manifest. In other words, there's a lot of things that was not God's reality. Amen. Illusions. Amen. Things that are not real. Things that try to act like they are the truth and they are not. But we are children of light and we are children. We are children of the, the truth. Amen. So not only are things about to get real, it is feeding toward that point when things are about to get real. In other words, that there will be um, an exposure. There will be um, a, a culmination, a climax of all things which will show what is what is real according to the word of God. Amen. So this describes where we are spiritually. Amen. Throughout the land. There are two complete, there are two completely different groups, two groups who are saying the same thing, but they mean two different things according to which kingdom you are of. Amen. They mean two completely different and opposite things, two completely different outcomes or conclusions. Amen. And what are people saying? We see that in Ecclesiastes, amen, chapter 12. Who are the two groups and what are they saying? Ecclesiastes. Chapter 12, verses 9 through 14. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 9 through 14. So um, Solomon, amen, the one that God gave great wisdom, wrote Ecclesiastes, amen. And we'll learn that Solomon went after every type of wisdom, amen. So there's a wisdom of God, but there's a wisdom of this world, which actually is, is demonic. And if you don't know that, you will pursue the wrong wisdom. Solomon had the benefit of both, given wisdom by God, but also with, with all this peace from his enemies, amen, with all this extra time on his hand, he began to pursue other things. And, I, and I'll show you that in the word of God. It says, and moreover, because the preacher, that's important, Solomon in, in this passage of scripture, in this book, Ecclesiastes, he calls himself the preacher. The preacher is one who proclaims a message for the Lord. Amen. It is a preacher is one who proclaims a message for the Lord or from the Lord. It says, and moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge, yes, he pondered and sought out and set in order many proverbs. So a lot of the proverbs came from Solomon. 
The preacher sought to find acceptable words, and what was written was upright, words of truth. The words of the wise are like goads or, or pointy sticks, and the words of the scholars are like well-driven nails given by one shepherd. And further, my son, be admonished by these of making many books, there's no end, and much study, wearisome to the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. So what are both groups saying? Both groups says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Amen. Those that are of the wisdom of the world are saying, let us get to the conclusion. Let us get to the end. In other words, they have even sped up things to get to the end of things or that which is inevitable according to their wisdom. What they believe is inevitable according to their wisdom. Yet Solomon, who pursued wisdom, after tasting both, got to the conclusion of the matter, which is to fear God and to keep his commandments. Amen. So both groups are getting to the end, are purposing to get to the end of where wisdom is taking them. What, where wisdom is taking us. Where is wisdom taking us? We are children of God. We are the wisdom of God. And so after all kinds of pursuits, the end of the matter is this, to fear God and to keep his commandments. You cannot fear God unless there is a healthy love for God. Amen. And appreciation for the Lord. But the people of the world are saying, let's get to the end of the matter. So that's why things are, are being sped up. Solomon pursued wisdom. There are two types of wisdom. Amen. Solomon went after both. Amen. And came to the inevitable conclusion of the matter. Amen. Solomon calls himself the preacher. He proclaims the message of the Lord. So let's look at the two types of wisdom and see where they originated from. In James chapter 3. The book of James Chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. Amen. Two types of wisdom that are at play in the world. Amen. One is of the Lord. One is of Satan because of the fall of man. Listening to the devil's wicked wisdom. It says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct or his behavior that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart. So these are the signs of the wrong types of wisdom, jealousy, envy, and self-serving, self-seeking, serving self. God has called you to serve others and he'll take care of all of your needs if you give yourself to the kingdom of God. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. But if you have 
bitter envy, self-seeking your hearts. Do not boast against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, sense-based, and demonic. For where even self-seeking exists, confusion and every evil thing are there. So, the wisdom which is from beneath, amen, and not from above, is the wisdom where every evil thing exists, where there is envy, where there is strife, where there is confusion, every evil thing is able to operate. Amen. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure and peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Now, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So it produces fruit, the fruits of righteousness. The wisdom of God produces the fruit of righteousness, makes peace with God. It is opposite of being in rebellion against the Lord. Amen. And I like that. It is without hypocrisy. So what we find out is that even if a person is of the wisdom of the world, so they are operating by the spirit of the world, but let's just say that they wanted to try to fool you, they would have to be a hypocrite. In other words, that people pretend to be Christians, but the light should drive them out. Because that, that pretending is not able to, to hold up, it's not able to hold up muster, so to speak. Amen. So people, you know, we see this a lot in politics. They're like, wait, yeah, we're on your side. Yes, I'm just like you. And they want to be in your church. Amen. And they want to speak to your congregation. Amen. But their motives are um, false. Amen. They, they are against, they're against the, the purposes of the kingdom of God. They promote the things of the spirit of the world. Amen. And so even that, that craftiness of trying to fool you is demonic and is of the devil. So there, there are two types of wisdom. Amen. The wisdom of God and the wisdom of the world, which is actually demonic wisdom. In Genesis, quickly, like when we when we teach these things, there's so much, amen, that, that needs to be laid as a foundation because most people um, that are Christians believe that they are good Christians, but they, they know very little. Now, generally speaking, they know very little about the operations of the kingdom of God, and they definitely don't know about the devil's kingdom because they participate in the same wicked wisdom that the devil spoke to Eve. Amen. In Genesis chapter 3, And verse 24, Genesis chapter 3, verse 24. So he, God, drove out the man and placed 
cherubim, the, the, an angel cherubim at the east of the Garden of Eden, and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Amen. So quickly, that just to catch you up to speed, there was two trees in the midst of the Garden of Eden. One was the tree of life. One was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So the tree of life represented eternal life. The, the way of God which leads to life. The way of God that leads to righteousness. Amen. The, the tree of life, amen, represented the wisdom of God. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he told man not to touch. Amen. That represented the wisdom of the world. And many, many people have misunderstood what is the tree of the knowledge of the, the ability to know or to be acquainted with good and evil. It is not actually knowing rightly necessarily good versus evil. But if you partake of that tree, amen, that wisdom, you think that you know what is good and what is evil. You, you choose for yourself what you think is good and what you think is evil. And so you pervert the ways of God. In, in John, St. John chapter 14, St. John. St. John chapter 14, verses 4 through 6. Jesus is speaking to his disciples before he goes to the cross. He says, and where I go, you know, and the way you know, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Okay, so let's go back. That the, the tree of life was in the Garden of Eden. Amen. Man had fallen, so God placed a cherubim with a flaming sword to guard the way to the tree of life so that man in his fallen state would not try to partake of the tree of life and live eternally in a fallen state. Amen. And so the, the way, amen, to the tree of life, Jesus says, I am the way to eternal life. I am the way to the Father. Amen. So God provided a way to the tree of life, but also we're not supposed to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Tree of life represents wisdom of God. Tree of the knowledge of good and evil represents the wisdom, the wicked wisdom of Satan. Now, wisdom, you have to go after wisdom. So if you went after Satan's Wisdom, you would have to continually deny God. You would have to continually separate yourself from, from God. Amen. You would have to continually um, say that you're not participating with God. So you, you see how the wisdom of the world is working. Amen. In this earth, through schools, colleges, universities, 
They are saying you to to have our wisdom, you must deny God. To have our wisdom. Now, our wisdom, amen. I will we will give you a degree that is worth money. Amen. It is it is worth certain jobs and stuff like that. That now, if you go after it, you can be promoted. You cannot you not just be just a regular starting at the bottom. If you go after this wisdom, remember it is wicked wisdom. Amen. It is saying good is evil and evil is, is good. If you go after this wisdom and you actually apply yourself and give yourself to it, we'll make you even a, a, a taskmaster, amen, in Egypt. We'll put you over other folk, amen. So remember, the kingdoms are completely different. Kingdom of light, completely different from the kingdom of darkness. God's wisdom is completely different from the wisdom which is, which is of the world, amen. And so they were supposed to. Adam was supposed to eat of the tree of life. Now, the way to the tree of life is through Jesus. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So eternal life. So the way to the tree of life is through Jesus, and we denounce wicked wisdom. Amen. So if you're going to follow after God, and, and, and this is the hard part for many, many Christians. Amen. Because they had a life. Amen. They say, I already had a life. Holy Ghost. That, why should I change my life? Amen. Because you were translated. Amen. Because you're a different form and you're in a different place. You have, di you have a different love. You, you, you have a different devotion. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You, you have been changed. Amen. And then in Revelations chapter 22, Revelations. And I'm still just laying the foundation. Revelations chapter 22, verses 1 and 2. This is John the Revelator. He says, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The tree, the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. So now we see the tree of life in heaven. So in Genesis, we see the tree of life. There is a cherubim with a flaming sword turning each way to guard the way to keep man away from the tree of life in his fallen state. Once Jesus gives his life, amen, now the tree of life is in heaven, amen. And so wisdom, the Bible says two types of wisdom, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, comes from above. So God's wisdom comes from above. What is above? Heaven untainted, uncorrupted, amen, not perverted, amen, not twisted, amen, pure, peaceful, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of good fruits, without hypocrisy. Amen. And so the wisdom, amen, of God is represented in the tree of life. It, you, you can understand this. 
It would be foolish not to receive Jesus and have eternal life. That would be foolish. It would be foolish to die in your sins. Amen. So the culmination of all things is to get people to Jesus. Amen. But the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, there are those who have devoted themselves to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So they have devoted themselves to the works, to the works of Satan. Amen. So the things of the kingdoms are absolute. Amen. They are, once you know the kingdom, they are crystal clear. There's no nuance. Amen. You, you don't have to twist things a little bit, you know, to, to, to make things agreeable. Amen. They are absolute. And once you know these things, you'll know how to give yourself to God. A lot of people don't know how to give themselves to God. They don't know how to love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Amen. They don't know how to be in love with the Lord. Hallelujah. They have other love interests. They have other desires. Amen. So in Genesis again, Genesis chapter 3, amen, verses 4 through 6. So, so we see this wicked wisdom where it came from. Amen. Genesis chapter 3. Verse 4 through 6. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God. King James says, like the gods, knowing good and evil. So he's not making no distinction that the gods, you know, those, those things of Mythology and all those things are demonic creation, demonic images, amen, to get people's hearts away from the Lord. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree, a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And so that's the problem with the church and that's the problem with the people in the world. When they see, man, ain't nothing wrong with this tree. This is a tree which is good, they say. Desirable to make one wise. Amen. The tree was good for food. It was pleasant to the eyes, appealing to the senses, so to speak. A tree desirable to make one wise. She took of his fruit and ate and also gave it to her husband who, were with, who was with her and he ate. And the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked and sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. So they needed a covering, so to speak. And so this is that wicked wisdom. The, the devil goes to Eve. God gave authority to Adam. The wife was supposed to be submitted to the husband to help the husband to accomplish the, the vision, the task. Amen. What God had given to be fruitful and to multiply and have dominion and authority and to guard the garden. Amen. That Adam was to accomplish that with the help of Eve. And even in that, people want to argue with you according to the wisdom of the world. That the woman was to be head over the man. And that's not what the word says. But it is it's certainly pleasant. <laughs> Amen. It's, it's, it certainly tickles your fancy, amen, that the woman, hey, 
Let's put the let put the woman over the man. Let's put the wife over the husband. After all, she is wiser than the husband. So you see where that came from. <laughs> That's a whole a whole nother message. Amen. So that type of wisdom, worldly wisdom, it, it pretends to make you a god. The, the more worldly wisdom that you have detached from the wisdom of God, you think you're better than others, bigger, better, amen, than other people, wiser, smarter, you know, that, that which your wisdom has carved a niche for you, amen. And so nobody is, is like you in, in your profession or your in your business. And then you so you look down on others. Amen. Especially those who are plowing away in the kingdom of God. You say peasants, stupid, ignorant. Amen. And so you you build yourself up. You you lift yourself up as as a God, the more that you give yourself to worldly wisdom. Amen. So it makes you think that you are a God. It is a wisdom which contends with God and which is wisdom. You're always conflicting with God about solutions to matters. Amen. The, the word of God is called the gospel. Good news. It is a good report. It is the answer. Amen. To everything it Feels all, it fulfills all through Christ Jesus. Amen. It will save you, it will heal you, it will deliver you. And yet, of the wisdom, if you are a child of the wisdom of the world, you get farther and farther from that. Amen. You got an ailment. Let me lay hands on you. The Bible says, Mark chapter 16, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Brother, I I, I got. Doctor's appointment tomorrow, got it taken care of. It's all taken care of. <laughs> Man. Saramos equipalin, we putina maracambre, watalimbre porambos equadabro, busha. Devoted to wisdom. Devoted to wisdom. Which wisdom are you devoted to? <laughs> Man. Which wisdom? Do you love? Holy Ghost. They are different. You cannot do one. You cannot do both at the, at the same time. If you're doing one, you're pushing back on the other. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so that's the way the kingdoms work. Amen. It says the more you go after worldly wisdom, it separates you from God. It separates you from fellowship with God. Now, Many people, many Christians are not close to God. They don't, when you, when you say intimacy and loving the Lord and being caught up and enraptured by the Lord and just spending time in his presence and just waiting on him and just loving him, they have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Man, they have. So going after the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is the wisdom of the world, separates you from fellowship with God, because the Bible says that be not, friendship with the world is enmity with God. Therefore, don't be a, a friend 
of the world that you are at odds, hostile, amen. Friendship with the world is enmity toward the Lord, amen. And so you will be missing out on true fellowship with the Lord. The more you go after worldly wisdom, the Bible says get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing, talking about God's wisdom. And with all that getting, get understanding, amen. So things are happening in this world. You may be blind to them if you are not a partaker of God's wisdom and God's, and God's light. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 18 through 20. Proverbs chapter 3. Verses 18 through 20. Wisdom, she wisdom is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, that go after her, and happy are they who retain her. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up. The clouds dropped down the dew. Amen. So the, the tree of life, wisdom, speaking of wisdom, is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. So you have to go after God's wisdom to get back to the tree of life, so to speak. You have to make it the principle thing. God's way is God's wisdom and, and not go after the wisdom which is of the world. Amen. And then the, it says, by wisdom, God founded or he created, he made the earth. Amen. So wisdom is how God makes things, is how things are established. Amen. By wisdom, he established the heavens. He formed, he founded. Amen. He started, he initiated, he built. Amen. By the wisdom. And so to go after wisdom, Amen. She is a tree of life to those who take hold to take hold of her. Amen. So what are we doing? We're getting back to the garden by denouncing, amen, what Adam and Eve did. They, they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and that separated them from God. And so we are getting back, amen, to the garden of Eden and the tree of life, amen. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We accept Jesus, but that's not the end of it. We go after God's wisdom, God's ways, amen. I feel the anointing of God, hallelujah. I feel the anointing of God permeating me, even, even my hand, which usually is for healing or casting out devils or moving out something. So I'll stop right now and I'll address that. I release the anointing of God to bring about healing and deliverance even for things which were caused by or that they were carried on by 
could have the wisdom of the world. In other words, that you have a condition and you've trusted in the wisdom of the world. And the Lord is speaking to your hearts and giving an anointing to deliver you and to bring you into that place, amen, of receiving the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Your answer is found by the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Deliver your people. Heal your people. Cast out those devils in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. So the tree of life, wisdom is the tree of life. In Proverbs 11. Proverbs chapter 11. Verses 30 and 31. It says, the fruit of righteousness is a tree of life. And he who wins souls is wise. If the righteous will be recompensed on the earth, how much more the ungodly and the sinner? Amen. So remember, put your scriptures together. At the end of James chapter 3, it says that um, the fruits of righteousness or the harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So the fruit or the harvest of righteousness comes from the wisdom of God represented in the tree of life. So the fruit of righteousness is saying the same thing, is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. The Father's kingdom, the Father's business, winning souls, you're participating in the wisdom of God. He who wins souls is wise. <laughs> you participating in the spirit of God, the wisdom of God. Amen. And then it says that the righteous will be recompensed or rewarded, not only in heaven, but in this earth, much more shall the wicked. In other words, they don't get a good reward. You know that their reward, if they don't repent before they die, is hell or before Jesus come back is hell. But also it says, this is a promise of God, that they will be recompensed in this earth. So the righteous will be recompensed for following after God's wisdom. There will be fruit with it. And the wicked will be recompensed by following after demonic wisdom or the wisdom which is, which is of the world. So this is, this is where we are. Amen. The day of great recompense. The day of great reward. And then again, Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 12. And this is, is very important because it shows how wisdom is activated. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Amen. So wisdom is activated by desire. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is the wisdom of the world, it is called lust. Amen. Desire is called lust. It activates, amen, that wisdom, your, your lust in the world activates wicked wisdom or causes you to go after that wicked wisdom. But God's desire, amen, the desire, Jesus is the desire of nations, amen. So good desire, desire attached to the tree of life, which is the wisdom of, of God. Amen. So it, it activates 
the, the wisdom which is, which is of God. Amen. And so the desire of the righteous shall be fulfilled. The desire of the righteous. So the conclusion of the matter, what is inevitable, everyone is saying, let us hasten to the end. Let us speed to the end. So the, the ways of the world, that, that it's, they speak of, the world speak of, an age of enlightenment, which comes through evolution. <laughs> the inevitable end, evolution, they say, is working. And so we'll get to an age of enlightenment, but it's different from what God calls enlightenment because the kingdoms are opposite. Amen. So the wisdom of the world denies God. Amen. It speaks of an age which removes God from the earth and removes God from um, what they call control over the people, simple minds. So they want to remove God, amen, from this earth. They want to remove God as an influence over people. And so the wisdom of the world is based on money and power which is serving mammon. Jesus says you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and mammon, that you would hate one and love the other. You would be devoted to one. That's what I've been speaking about, being devoted to wisdom. Amen. You'll be devoted to one and despise, despise the other. Amen. And so just let me expand if I have a little time. So they are saying that we want to get to the conclusion. What is the conclusion? They said, let's end all the formalities. We know that evolution is supposed to get rid of God, that the, the, the wisdom of man is supposed to get rid of God in this earth, that that is for simple-minded people. So the more you're devoted to the wisdom of the world, then you are godless or atheist or agnostic or whatever. You, 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 you don't recognize God as the force of life. You say man is the force of life, so you're always messing with stuff. <laughs> man. Man's always messing with genes and therapy. They always trying to mess with weather. They they always trying to do stuff to show that they are gods. And yet God is God. And you know God. <laughs> Hey man, you always, you know, trying to show you got some power and trying to get control. So to get control, they said evolution would have already worked if it wasn't for those Christians, what they, what they call um, bitter clingers, <laughs> clinging, holy ghost, to religion and then guns <laughs> to defend your freedom, <laughs> amen, bitter clingers. So evolution would have worked, they say, but it's the Christians that is gumming up the works. It's the patriots that's gumming up the works. And so they're trying to hasten to the end of the matter, the conclusion to put down all dissent. You can see this clearly, <laughs> amen. You, you can think, you can see this. We got to put down all this in. We put out the narrative 
and that we shadow ban or we persecute, prosecute anything that represents freedom, which allows people to tend toward God, to go toward the Lord. Amen. So, hallelujah, that's what's happening. It is clear as day. Amen. You need to acknowledge what is happening so you can get on the right side. Amen. Side of righteousness, the side of light. Amen. So we're not talking about guns. We're talking about light destroying darkness. Amen. We're talking about love never failing. Amen. We are talking about the things of the kingdom of God. We're talking about winning souls. Amen. And giving into the kingdom. How do you how do you um, move someone out the devil's kingdom? If you can get them saved while they got breath in their lungs, you just got rid of a, a, a soldier in the devil's kingdom. Amen. So be clear what we are we are talking about. So it's all about desire. Amen. In St. John chapter 8. St. John. Chapter 8. Verses 43 and 44. St. John chapter 8. Quickly. Verse 43 and 44. Jesus says... Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. It says, he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Jesus says, the reason you can't hear me is because you are of that other kingdom, the desires of your father, the devil. So people speak of desires. Now, the desire, if I, if I could just get you to understand, desires are either the desires of God and the desires that God have for you or the desires of Satan and the desires that Satan has for you. Jesus just said, these scribes and Pharisees are of their father, the devil, and the desires of their father that they would do. So it's all about, it's all about desire, amen. Desire activates the wisdom, amen. Those who choose the tree of the knowledge of good and evil instead of the tree of life, they want to get to the conclusion of the matter of where evolution, evolution is supposed to take people. They want to be in charge, amen, that they want to use artificial intelligence to, as a, a, a way to control people. We see it now. It's, it's all in your devices. They want to put chips in your brain, amen. They, they want to feed you information, amen, to lead you a certain way, amen. They want to study you, amen. And and they want to not just sell you a product according to ads, they want to change your thinking, amen. And so it is, it is those who belong to God that is stopping the conclusion of the whole matter of those that belong to Satan, 
Amen. That tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Amen. And so very quickly, I just want to finish up on Solomon's first Kings chapter three. First, first Kings chapter three, verse three through 15. Amen. It says, and Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of his father David, except that he sacrificed and burned incense in the high places. Now the king went to Gibeon and sacrificed there, for there was a great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask what I shall give you, or what is your desire? This if, if, if you can just get this, God asked Solomon, what's your desire? Amen. What can I give you? Amen. And Solomon said, you've shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth and righteousness and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for him and you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, Lord, my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father, David, but I'm a little child and I do not know how to go out and to come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people too, numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give to your, your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil. The only way to do it is through the, the wisdom that comes from the tree of life, you cannot discern from the, the wisdom that comes from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, because you asked this thing and have not asked for long life for yourself, nor asked for riches for yourself, nor have asked for the life of your enemies, but for yourself in understanding to discern justice. Behold, I've done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart that there's not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you after you. And also have also given you what you have not asked, riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among all the kings all your days. So if you walk in my ways and keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, I will lengthen your days. And Solomon awoke, and indeed it had been a dream, and he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord and offered burnt offerings, offered peace offerings, and made a feast for all his servants. So this is the last thing. Ecclesiastes is about vanity of vanities, life under the sun, coming to the conclusion that life under the sun, in other words, locked into the wisdom of the world, which cannot descend beyond the earth realm. God's wisdom comes down from above. He says it's emptiness, it is futile, it is um, vanity. Amen. And so he said, I should know there was um, nothing to stop me. Amen. He says, I did not restrain myself from any pleasure. 
Amen. We're not, we're not going to read it, but Ecclesiastes 2, 4 through 11, he says, I did not restrain myself from anything in this earth. I did not restrain myself from any type of woman. I did not restrain myself from any type of riches. I did not restrain myself from any type of pleasure. Amen. And he came to the conclusion of the matter that this is the conclusion of the matter to fear God and keep his commandments. And so in the beginning, when God gave him wisdom, amen, he says, because you did not desire the earthly stuff first, but you were, you were, your heart was to serve my people. That was what was in your heart. So that lined up. The way that God works is those things line up. The truth lines up. God says, that's what I wanted you to have. And so God gave him wisdom and then all those other desires. It is, it is the same thing. It is Matthew 6, 33. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added. The Bible says, 1 John chapter 2, it says, all that is in the world, the desire, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, they're of the world. They're locked. It's, you are locked into the wisdom of the world if you go after the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So it's in the world. Desire, amen, desire for the, of the things of the flesh, for the things of the eyes, and the pride of life. It is, it is that desire. What is your desire? What kingdom are you of? If you desire wisdom, amen, to do the, the, the will of God, amen, God says, because you went after that, I will also give you the desires that you did not ask for. And so people always tell, well, you know, God will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah, that's true. But if, if you're partaking of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you're operating by a different desire. Amen. The desire you of your father, the devil. Now, that's harsh, but the desires of your father you will do. You know that you have to be talked to tough sometimes. Because this wishy-washy Christianity, which does not want to touch the truth, amen. Somebody says that, you know, they got a little decent message, but we're going to go after these ministers that gives us, that speaks about the things that we like <laughs> according to our desire. I'm going to give you that which will bless you. My wife is going to give you that which will bless you and, and that will enlighten you. Amen. And lift you up to a higher place. Father, we thank you for that word. Thank you, Lord. Even now, you're teaching us, guiding us, getting us prepared. Amen. Lord, that you're teaching us to put away idols. Amen. That you're teaching us to love you first. For there to be priority in our lives. Amen. That whatever you believe in God for, if you love him first, Amen. Those other things that you want, even pertaining to your loved ones, the Lord will do. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much, and God bless you.